Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. It's often said it can be lonely at the top for leaders. It doesn't have to be that way. Leaders have teams around them to work through challenging issues. And when they need an outside perspective, a business coach can be very helpful. I'm speaking from personal experience. Our guest this morning is Oliver Bisner, Bisner, the founder and owner of Sonic Breakthrough Coaching. Oliver spent 25 years in leadership and management roles, specializing in turnarounds with some of Canada's largest corporations. He's here this morning to help us understand how he helps leaders navigate the ups and downs in business. Good morning, Oliver. Good morning. Thanks, David. Hi, hi, Tara. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. Good morning. So I uh, am very excited for this conversation. I think that business coaches can lend so much to a business and to leaders. But I was listening to a podcast with um, a former CEO who used to run a really huge company in the U.S. And he said that he used to think that if a company needed a consultant, they didn't have the right people in place. At the top. Um, he, he changed that bias when he actually got a consultant he saw it. But how do you deal with that objection up front with top leaders who say, well, we shouldn't need a consultant. We should have that talent right in our business. Yeah, it's a great question. And and it has come up because actually one of my closest friends who does work as a CEO, you know, had that belief for a long time. You know, if I, I hire the right guys, I, they don't need coaching, right? And And I reminded him that his daughter had coaching at one point. Right. I said, so, you know, when she was playing sports, did she have a coach? Yes. Well, why'd she have a coach? You know, obviously she knew how to kick a soccer ball and she knew how to play the game. And he said, well, because, you know, to help keep the team aligned and all that. And I said, so how is it any different in business? Like when you're busy and you're busy as a CEO, how do you deal with that for your team? Who's that? And David, you also said it, you know, it's lonely at the top. Who gives you that impartial advice who puts the mirror up in front of you and says hang on a sec david didn't i hear you say this three weeks ago and so that's how i deal with it i just i put it back in their court and go well wait a minute everybody's had a coach in their life if they played any kind of sports if they've done any kind of fitness training with a coach Mm -hmm. it's just very common well it's not like we we know everything as leaders, there's so, I mean, you're working speak, with people. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now I understand why you have Oliver as a business yeah. coach, David. So yeah. Oliver. With David, it's a bigger mirror, that's all. <laughs> so talking about a mirror, you know, I, I don't know many people that uh, when they look in the mirror, like what they see. So when you put a mirror in front of a CEO or a business owner, entrepreneur, what is their response? Uh, what do you get back? Well, I get one or two responses sometimes, David. Depends how hard I'm pushing, right? But And you know I've done this with you, right? I'll, we'll put the mirror up, and then the response can either be silence because they're thinking about it, right? And they're reflecting, okay, is that true? Is what he's saying really kind of the way I show up? Or the other response is sometimes they just swear at me, right? It's like you, you, SOB, not, me. not you, not you. I'm talking about the other yeah. clients I work with, right? <laughs> and, um, and, and, you know, because I've, I've pushed a button. Right. Yeah. And they know that, okay, yeah, he's right. He's called me out on my, my crap, so to speak. Right. Were you, were you joking there, David, when you said not me or like, do you no, get I, defensive when you get feedback? I, I don't think I get defensive. I think that um, putting the mirror in front of a uh, owner entrepreneur is important. Even if you 
have to admit that you made a mistake or you didn't uh, do what you said you're going to do. And nothing wrong with postponing and doing it later, mm-hmm. as long as you don't take it off the, off the list and put it under the rug, right? So that is the point that I was trying to, to make about the mirror. And yeah, from time to time, I'll plead the fifth when <laughs> the mirror is in front of me. <laughs> well, and, and years ago, I, I learned an acronym, which is NICE, right? I'm not nice to my clients. I care about my clients, but I'm not nice. NICE means nothing in me cares enough to tell them the truth, right? And leaders need somebody who's going to tell them the truth because they've got teams that surrounded, surround them who are going to agree with them. In many cases, right? They're not mm-hmm. going to challenge a leader who's a strong leader, who's got a strong opinion. And, okay, well, I guess that's where the, the boss wants to go. That's where we're going. Whereas I will, right? How do you encourage leaders to create an environment where people can push back and can say, actually, have you thought about a different perspective? Well, you know, it's it's uh, Brene Brown who who brought up the whole topic of vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, often when we talk about vulnerability, people go, well, you know, does that mean I got to cry in front of my team <laughs> or be in my underwear? No, that's not what vulnerability means. Vulnerability means being honest, right? So CEOs don't have all the answers. Leaders, entrepreneurs don't have all the answers. You know, they take COVID, for example. You know, I know of one CEO said to his team, you know, guys, this was the beginning of COVID. And he said, guys, I don't know how to proceed. Like, I've never been through this. I'm going to need your help. That's vulnerability. That's being honest. And that's opening an environment where now people can share. Mm-hmm. Our guest this morning is Oliver Bisner, Bisner, founder and owner of Sonic Breakthrough Coaching. So, Oliver, um, one of the things that I saw on your website and uh, is the behavioral assessment. Um, yes. Can you elaborate how you deal with teams doing the behavioral assessment? What, what does it bring to the team? What the, the end result you can see? Yeah, thanks, David. Um, yes, we do use behavioral assessments, and I've been using them for years. And in fact, we're taking a team right now of about 50 people through it. So, Which re- ones do you use? Um, I use DISC, and, and we've got 360, we've got EQ, we, you know, we've got a full arsenal. But the, the main one I use from a behavioral side is DISC. And, and you know, what you have to know is I've been approached on many, many different assessments over the years. And you know, they basically say, hey, go try ours. It's way better. And you know what? There's great assessments out there. I've taken a bunch of them. The reason I go back to DISC, it's easy to understand. So mm-hmm. it really takes people into four profiles, you know, dominance, influencing, steadiness, and compliance, which is the analyzer. And then what do we do with teams to answer your question, David, is, is we take it and we put the team on a wheel and we show them where the balance is or the lack of balance on the team. You know, if you've got a whole team of all analytical individuals, that's okay if they're accountants. It's not okay if you're trying to run a company. Right. All of a sudden, where's the influencer? Where's the guy who's going to do the BD? Where's the guy who's going to, you know, have the network? Right. So, you know, so we use you, it all you the shuffle time. people, you move, you help the owner we'll shuffle show, people, we'll, move people. Yeah. We'll show them where there might be some, some areas or gaps where, okay, hang on. You've got a lot in one quadrant. Right. And maybe there's some balance if you add somebody to another quadrant when you're looking at hiring. Right. And, and the other way we use it is for communication because we all communicate in the style that we're used to. Right. So, you know, if I'm an influencer, I love to talk and I talk quickly and I have lots of great ideas. And But you know what? Somebody who's an accountant is going to keep up with you. You need to slow your languaging down. You need to ask them to take some time to think about what you've said because they can't make decisions. Well, I, didn't say, I won't say they can't, but they don't like to make decisions on the spot, right? So this for a team, you do it per person or how yes. does it work? Yeah, so, you so do it for all 50 people. Yeah, so, so we do a disc for all 50 of them. And then we actually um, graph and chart the team as well. So we'll do an individual debrief with, with each individual. 
So I'll I'll talk, you know, if I'm sitting with with Tara, for instance, and, and we've done her desk, I'll show Tara where her strengths are, her weaknesses are, potential blind spots, what IS. motivates you. I'm an IS. <clears throat> You're an IS. <laughs> Could have guessed that, actually. Um, I'm just an S. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what starts with D, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's how I use it, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll do a debrief, and then we'll bring the team together, and we'll have them do some exercises and start to think about, okay, how do I interact differently with the team? And then when you do it for the team, you present it to the team or you present it first to the owner and then shuffle people or move people. Like how, how, how do people accept this? Because if you are offering change, this is tough. Who moved my cheese, right? Yep. Yeah. Great question. So if we see anything of concern, we'll talk to the leader first, always, right? It's like, okay, here's what we're seeing about the team. And, you know, I had a team I walked into, David, I'll give you an example. I, you know, it was here in Calgary as an organization. There was a lot of D in the room, a lot of dominance, a lot of drive, which is great, right? They're, they're driven for results. A lot of drama. A lot of, well, <laughs> a lot of arguing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, literally the, the president of the organization that flipped over the boardroom table it was a huge table, right? Before before I got there, right? At one of the meetings, right? So like a real housewives episode. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's not healthy, right? So, you know, so we'll talk to the owner, but when we do it, and and one of my clients actually, you know, used the term edutainment, right? We make it fun, right? So it's, it's, yes, where you're going to learn some things, but you're going to have some fun as we're doing it, you know, if we're together for a few hours. So it's a little of each. I really like the disc assessment. It's one of my favorites. And I find that people- uh, Are you using it? You don't, Yeah. Yeah, I use it too with uh, teams that I work with. And I, for the same reason as you said, because it's easy to understand and relate to your work and your life. Yes. And how you work. Yeah, you can immediately apply the learnings yeah. when you walk away from the workshop or from the conversation. And what I love too is that people start to understand how other people work. So then you have a little bit of empathy and uh, understanding around why somebody doesn't do the things the way you want them to do it. So then it just provides that openness for conversation. Right? Exactly. Yeah, that won't work with your wife, David. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver, we have to take a commercial break. Uh, our guest this morning is Oliver Bisner, founder and owner of Sonic Breakthrough Coaching. We'll be back following the commercials. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're with Oliver Baisner, the founder and owner of Sonic Breakthrough Coaching. I love this conversation of being able to make teams more collaborative through leadership and conversation. The one thing I want to chat about too, kind of switching gears a little bit, you're a managing partner with Alto Partners Global. So you're specializing in executive search. So compared to five years ago, what is it that boards and CEOs, executive teams are looking for that's different? What skills have changed over the last five years or so in terms of what we're looking for on an executive team? Yeah, I love that question because we've, you know, obviously, you know, during COVID things were really quiet and now things are booming. I mean, everybody's making changes and people are, you know, the great resignation, right? We've all read about it and heard about it. You know, the the one thing that's, that's really happened is um, CEOs and executives now want to know that they're getting into an organization 
where there's a vision, there's a plan, there's there's something to move forward towards, right? You know, the we've been in limbo for two years, right? And it's played head games with right up to the executive level, right? And so mm-hmm. now they want to know that it's it's go time. It's, you know, what's the vision for the organization? Can I grow my career here? Or is this a good step for my next, you know, my next engagement after I'm done here? People are looking at things a little bit more holistically because they've had two years to think about it. What is it they really want? And what about from the company side? What new skills do you see that they're looking for when they're hiring? Yeah. So because we're in many organizations, we're into kind of that virtual hybrid kind of work. So, you know, you're in the office for a few days, you're not in the office. It's how, you know, they need leaders now that are more engaged, right? It, it, no longer can you just sit in the, in your office and, and get the work done. You have to find leaders who are, have some charisma, who have that way of connecting with people that wasn't necessarily needed as much in the past. I'm not saying you didn't need it, but for now, right now, I mean, it's critical if you're going to keep a culture going in an organization. Right. Making an effort to connect. Yes. Another program that kind of caught my eye on your uh, website is the appreciation. And what, what is this program all about and how do we implement this with CEOs? Because one of the, complaints we always get is you like to point fingers when someone is doing something wrong, but when something is doing something good, you just go and live with life. So how do you take this and and coach people to be involved more in appreciation and other better than the other way? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting that the statistics all across North America are recognition programs have increased in organizations and people are feeling less appreciated than they ever have. And the reason for that is because recognition programs don't work, right? So you get some points and you go buy an item out of a calendar and, you know, that, I don't feel appreciated by that. Appreciation, first of all, has to be done personally, one-on-one with an individual. Even group recognition programs, nothing wrong with them. But that I don't feel appreciated as an individual in a group recognition program, right? So it has to be individualized and has to be in my language that I feel appreciated. And people don't know this, right? There's five ways to appreciate people. So one is words of affirmation. And in the work we've done with, with uh, large organizations, we find about 50% of the team, that's the big one. And words of affirmation isn't, you know, way to go, guys. Good job. No, it's, it's you know, Tara, thank you so much for spending the extra effort and putting in the extra time. And, you know, I really appreciate that you did all that work. We wouldn't have landed the client. Now you feel valued and appreciated. Mm, it was one on one. I know your command, your key language, you know, is that that is probably it's words of affirmation. And I've probably nailed it. All right. The second one is quality time. We've got acts of service. Right. And, and quality time as it is, is just spend some time with people one on one. It's not looking at my phone and, you know, off the side of my laptop. Right. Acts of service is I might notice that David's got a pile of stuff on his desk and if his, his number one language is acts of service. I'll say, David, I notice you got a lot on your desk there. I've got about 40 minutes that I can help you out. And, you know, is it, is there something I can help you with? An acts of service person is go, man, yeah, you can take this for me. By the way, this is not the time to tell them how to do it differently. Okay, they just want the help, right? I'm not going to say, David, you could do this differently, make it more efficient. All right, just do the work and help them out. And then the ones that are a little bit lower in the work environment are um, tangible gifts. So I call them small, meaningful gifts. It doesn't have to be expensive. But again, for somebody that it's number one, it, this comes out the low, almost the lowest in, in most workplaces. People are done with the pens, with the logos on them and the mugs, honestly, Right. If you're going to give them a tangible or meaningful gift, you've got to understand that individual. 
if I know, Tara, that you love movies and I get you a movie pass and I say, thank you so much for all the extra effort, you know, here's a movie pass to take your family to the, you know, a movie, then I've kind of, at least I've spent the time getting to know you. And then the one, and I shared this in a large organization where we had three HR people in the room, including all the way up to the VP. And we talked about physical touch. Well, I mean, you know, the look on their face, I wish I could have <laughs> captured the video, right? And so physical touch, people get it. You're not going to get your physical touch needs met in your work environment. However, we use it all the time. We shake hands, we high five, we do fist bumps, right? There's appropriate ways to, to still do physical touch at work. I hug. You hug. Yeah. I'm we'll a hug. hugger too. We'll hug it out later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you guys have hugged <clears throat> one or two times. Go man ahead. Hug. Oh, only, there was oh, silence. Only, there for- only a man hug though. Yeah. Man- <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. I have a question about um, when you're working with executives, what is one question that really has them pause and maybe take a different course? Yeah. The, the one question that, will get anybody to think about what they're doing is what, depending on what result they're trying to achieve, I'll look at them and I'll say, if you wanted to 10 X your results, what would you do? Or what would you do differently? Now we're not talking about doubling. We're talking about 10 X your results, right? Because we're in an exponential world. Things are changing quicker than ever. It's not about getting a a 3% increase or we're doing okay. I mean, you know, I've always said, if you're not getting an increase, you're falling behind because your competitors are getting sharper, faster, and and more efficient. But what can you do to 10X your results? And it gets them going, huh? Like, what do you mean? How how do I 10X my results? And that starts a great conversation. So you work with them from a strategic standpoint with the business as well as their personal leadership. Absolutely. If I can't change the five inches between their ears, usually we can't change the business either, right? Because the stuck Mm -hmm. point is usually our belief systems or or the things we've been taught. How do you get them unstuck? Well, I can, I call it poking them in the eye so I can be very blunt, right? It's like, you know what? You've tried this three times. It hasn't worked. Maybe you should try something else, right? Let's talk Mm -hmm. about that, right? And I can usually give them examples because I've worked with them for a while, right? So that's one way to get them unstuck. Another way to get them unstuck is back to that mirror that we put up, right? Mm. I am very honest with my clients. David can attest to that. I don't always tell him what he wants to hear, but I will ask him some very difficult questions, right? Mm. How are you going to deal with that, right? Because this isn't what you were saying the last time we met, right? And, and it's just by asking that right question. When we started, I said that uh, I speak from personal experience. So I've been working with a business coach for 19 years, uh, even before Oliver with someone else. And I have a question regarding people that still don't have a business coach, which I think is a mistake. If I'm a business owner today, an entrepreneur, how do I measure just the success of working? Because it ain't come cheap. It, it, it doesn't come cheap. So... How do I measure as a business owner the contribution you or, or Tara or any other coach gives us in terms of running a business, running a personal life? Well, in addition to, I mean, if you're analytical, in addition to the, you know, the university studies have shown that you can four to five times your results, right? You know, working with a business coach. That, I mean, that's easy to find. You know, you can search that online. How you can measure it yourself is, is I am not a life coach. I work with people on the five inches between their ears and, and what their stuck points are, but we should see a measurable difference in the business. It's about, okay, I dig into your financials with you as a coach, as a business coach, as an executive coach. Uh, you know, a life coach will ask you more about your personal life and how things are going and help you through the mental game. I'll do that. 
but we're going to dig into what the results are as well. And I always ask my clients first, first time I meet with them, if we look forward a year, how are, you know, how are you going to measure success? How are you going to tell me what that success is? You know what? It's not always financial. I had one gentleman say, if I could have two weeks off with my family on vacation, I haven't had a vacation in years. That, that would be the greatest success of my life. And he did. He had two years off at the end of that year, right? We two made weeks. that a goal. What's that? Two weeks or two years? No, he wanted two weeks. <laughs> yeah. he, no. he, I mean, we'll get him two years down the road, but yeah. no, two weeks. <laughs> so, and, and the other thing, David, is, you know, the stats are already out there that, you know, a new entrepreneur who actually puts a plan in place and, and gets the mentoring is, is likely 152% more likely to succeed. That's a big number. Mm-hmm. And putting the pa- plan in place and then having accountability Absolutely. around it, right? Absolutely, right? I know many plans. It's the execution page that uh, we need to be focused on after we put the plan. Otherwise, it's a nice booklet you can give to anyone. Yeah. But if you don't execute, don't waste my time. David, I've always hired coaches in my life, right? Like I always have the next best, greatest idea in my own business, right? Till my coach kind of says, well, wait a minute. What did you, that's not what you said six months ago. That was your vision and your plan moving forward, right? So I have a coach as well, right? So how can people <laughs> find out some more information about what you do? Yeah, so they can go to um, soniccoaching.com, two C's in the middle there, soniccoaching.com, um, you know, altopartners.ca if, if they're interested in the executive search piece or call our office. We're, you know, we're, we're in Calgary and it's 403-995-0480 and one of my two EAs will pick up. Great. Thank you so much, Oliver. This has been a really great conversation. Thanks Love so it. much for having me here. Thank you. Oliver Basner, founder and owner, owner of Sonic Breakthrough Coaching. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.